Welcome to No Comparison with your hosts, John and Sarah, a show where we pit two completely different things against each other, and our guest judge chooses a winner. Hey, co-host Sarah. How's it going? Hey, co-host John. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. What's new this week? What's new this week for me? I had a, actually had a breakthrough this week. I was walking along and it occurred to me, you know how in life, people in your life have made choices that you don't agree with, things they've <laughs> done that maybe sure. you just don't understand. You resent them. What, what are we talking about here, John? Do you have anybody, like, <laughs> I'm just hypothetically, if you had anyone in your life where you're, you're feeling that way and it's just, you know. It just sticks with you. I, my breakthrough was, who gives a shit? I love it. I love that was it. My, I don't, it just occurred to me. I'm mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter. I mm-hmm. don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just letting it go. No matter what they did, how they decided to live their lives, the decisions they made, just letting it go. You're letting it go. You are Elsa and Frozen. You are letting it go. You are living your best life. So long story short, me and you are good now. We're good. I'm really glad we cleared that up. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate that. I know it's hard, but you know, <laughs> I think we can move past it. Yeah. So it was, it was a legit breakthrough. I really had that thought, uh, all kidding aside. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to, just going to let it go. And so got a little hop in my step and felt real good for at least a few hours. <laughs> I think the key to life is caring just a little bit less, not being less compassionate, but just caring a little bit less about what anybody else thinks. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to care zero amount. But anyway, that was the highlight for my week. And I'm hoping that it carries uh, it carries forward and I don't lose it because I did really feel good for about five minutes. Like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, well, we got to take what we can get. If you've got five good minutes, that is a successful day. Yep. How about you? What is happening in your neck of the woods? What's happening in my neck of the woods? Well, um, I recently cut off all my hair. So I'm, uh, I'm getting used to that. I'm overusing shampoo. You know, I'm squeezing the regular amount into my hand uh, and just washing it down the drain. You just can't put that back in the bottle, as they say. Catching my reflection in the mirror and trying to figure out who that is is <laughs> another part of that. Uh, but I'm enjoying it. You know, I, uh, I kind of feel like I'm incognito, which is, is a good thing in a lot of ways. So I like that part of it. How, how, does, how do you become incognito if you get a haircut? Well, the amount I cut off paired with, you know, like some sunglasses and a mask, I don't even know who I am anymore. So it's, it's been working out really well. I feel like I'm on secret missions a lot. So it's, it's been productive time for me. I've been thinking about my career, maybe, maybe joining something a little more secretive. You could do some secret mission cosplay. You know, you're kind exactly. of creep, creeping around town. You got the trench coat and yeah. um, a magnifying glass. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like an inspector gadget situation. <laughs> I liked it. I think that was a solid intro. (laughs) (laughs) We do nothing if not solid intros. (laughs) The most awkward people. (laughs) I really did have that breakthrough, though. I felt so good. I believe I I could see the honesty in your face. (laughs) If someone saw me walking down the street, because I try to take a walk, you know, I'm walking around in the morning, just trying not to die before I'm 56 (laughs) years old. And um, I'm listening to something. I'm walking along, minding my business. That occurred to me. The who gives a shit moment. And right then, I think I threw my hands up. Mm-hmm. 
had a big smile and there's traffic, you know, going by. I can't imagine what the people driving by. You shouldn't it. give a shit what they think. I, I shouldn't, <laughs> it does I, not matter. <laughs> yeah, it's it's more about it's more about letting go of all the the uh, the baggage, you know, trying to let loose of that stuff and party on. <laughs> Good for you, man. It's never too late. <laughs> well, it looks like you brought a friend this week. Guest judge. I sure did. I'd, I'd love to uh, let them introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Lennox, and I have absolutely no qualifications to be here, and I'm very excited. It's your honesty that qualifies you to be here. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I'm lying all the time, so that's good. <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> you can't prove a thing. <laughs> that's right. No fingerprints, no trace. Uh, so Lennox and I met a number of years ago, when back when we were young and the world was open to travel. We were tots. Uh, we we were, babes. <laughs> we babes in the woods. So, so we were, we were traveling the world and seeing things and thank God we did that because, uh, things are a little different now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's been a, been a minute, but yes, I'm I'm glad we traveled when we could. (laughs) And you're in, you're, you're definitely not around these parts of Northern Florida, South Georgia. Where are you coming Yeah, I gave up the swamp for a slightly less humid swamp. I'm in Baltimore, Maryland, um, (laughs) and I've been here for a few years in D.C. before that, and my mom has never forgiven me. That's basically, (laughs) (laughs) but it's worked out really well for me. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Sorry, Susan. (laughs) She's got a grudge against the uh, Baltimore, D.C. metro areas, Indeed. apparently. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yes, the, the way only a mother could. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are super excited to have you. Something that's important to me is bringing on non-biased people to look at topics in a completely clear-headed way. And I believe you're the person to do that. I, I am coming in with zero information. It is true. <laughs> Well, that makes three of us. So, good company. Don't, don't worry about that. That's right. Lennox, as you know, this show is about comparing two things that are absurdly different. And Sarah will get a topic and I get a topic. And the way we decide who gets what is we have a ultra sophisticated random topic generator. That's a spreadsheet that generates topics for us randomly. And we fired it up last week to see what each of us would get. So let's enter our time machine and hear how that went down. Please keep your hands and arms inside the ride. Don't tell me what to do. Are you nervous about what what the topic generator is going to give you? Of course I'm nervous about what the topic (laughs) generator is going to give me. It's merciless. It it does not feel. It does not think. (laughs) It never gets tired. It's like the Terminator. It's exactly like that. Yes. It only has one mission, which is to <laughs> randomly assign topics for us to argue about. This could be a doozy. All right. The suspense is killing me. Let's see what you got. Okay. Click that button. Okay. Okay. And Mastodons. That's my dream. <laughs> that is your dream. Wow. Well, that worked out well for you. It did. I'm. I'm thrilled. It could have been so much worse. I feel like you're colluding with the random topic generator. This seems way too good to be true for you. Like I said earlier, it does not feel, it cannot be swayed. 
cannot it's be paid off. A mindless generating machine. Well, let's find out if that's really true and see what it gives me. All right, you ready? I guess. Are you excited? Nervous? Yes, very nervous. Swim up bars. You got <laughs> I got swim up bars. This is weird because we've talked about this one before. I mean, who doesn't talk about swim up bars? Obviously, versus mastodons. Okay, well, this will be good. It's this is a battle epic. royale. I feel very confident already. <laughs> I don't think most people even know what a swim up bar is. Well, they're about to go to school because I'm bringing this one. Yeah, that's what people <laughs> like is school. <laughs> well, at least I'm not extinct. <laughs> Touche. Oh, this is going to be great. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this one. Yeah, I can't wait to do my homework on mastodons for real. How the hell am I going to research swim up bars? <laughs> my topic's so stupid. <laughs> Well, there it is. That's what went down with the random topic generator. And as you heard, Sarah's got swim up bars as her topic. I've got mastodons. We let the universe decide what what direction we needed to go. And it decided uh, somewhere between extinction and Tahiti. So that's where we're going this week. <laughs> <laughs> and by letting the universe decide, you mean a Google spreadsheet. Same, Is that same not the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll be giving you an overview of each of those topics and then jumping into three events, sort of like a triathlon. The first event is called Desert Island. The second event's called, hey, that's my friend. And then a third and final event called Hook Up the Trailer. Which we might rename, so if you have any ideas. <laughs> Everything, everything is subject to renaming. Okay. So let's hear an overview of Swim Up Bars. Sarah? Excellent. John, will you be keeping my time? I will be keeping your time. You are limited in your overview to four minutes. Give us your overview. All right. Well, this week I have the unmitigated privilege to present Swim Up Bars to my co-host, the judge, and America, really. Um, a swim-up bar, in case you're not familiar, is a bar stool that's located underwater with a countertop that you can sit your beverage on. So these are often seen in pools. You might see them at a high-end resort. You might see them in a very fancy residential pool, something like that. They often feature a dry side, which is what is the cooking area and serving area is called. Sometimes they have an entire outdoor kitchen connected to them so that people can present you with food items while you are in a concrete pool. Uh, the swim up bar is permanently affixed. It doesn't move around. You're not in any danger of floating off. Uh, you're just, you're right there, which is fantastic. The counter can be straight or curved. Everything can be customized, decorated. It can blend in. It can be a focal point. It is every man. Uh, they often include a shade structure. They can, they can really take on the personality of the location where they're at. They were started in Las Vegas, which probably won't surprise you. Uh, in the 1950s, they were started to introduce poolside card games. So the idea was that people would swim up and play card games in these Las Vegas casinos. And when that caught on like a, like wildfire, they also started serving people drinks because nothing goes better with a gambling addiction than a drinking problem. So they put those things together and we have the beautiful swim up bars that we have today. Um, some of the best swim up bars in the world, according to the internet, 
who we all know and love, can be found in Costa Rica, Tahiti, French Polynesia, the Canary Islands. Uh, so there are these dreamy locations that really encourage exploration and appreciation of other cultures and locations and natural beauty. So in a way, you could consider a swim-up bar a conservation effort because it inspires awe in the people that go to see them. It inspires them to take care of those coastal surroundings, those beautiful places where the swim oh, bars are on. located. Uh, excuse me, sir. It's not your turn. Uh, there doesn't have to be alcohol with a swim-up bar, though. It's easy to serve soda, juice, seltzer, water. You could have lunch. It just encourages you to swim up, grab a healthy, wonderful lunch, and swim back away. So really, it's good for your heart. It's encouraging exercise. Uh, and you never have to get out of the pool and be cold. So I feel like those are all very, very important things to know about swim-up bars. There's kind of too much to know about swim-up bars. So I don't want to inundate you with too much information. I feel like it's pretty clear that this is just a superb invention. This is something that betters people's lives. And, uh, and I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. I, I seed the rest of my time. You weren't kidding. This is a tough one. Oh, I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> there was some serious stretching going on there, Sarah. I got to say, let's see what you've got. <laughs> Lennox, were you compelled by that hilariously manufactured justification for drinking while swimming? I like your framing around that uh, getting ready, I see. I mean, one, I found it helpful because I was not sure when the topic was introduced, if it had something to do with exercise. That was like my first thought. So uh, I'm glad, really relieved for, for you, Sarah, that it isn't about that. Um, <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds like it's outside of my socioeconomic experience, mostly. But, you know, I'm, I'm eager to learn more. That was my main takeaway. I thought you were going to like try to sell me one for a second. So I was, I was, I was ready to buy. <laughs> I was like, let's price. do a timeshare. <laughs> yeah. Three of us. Let's go. I can absolutely imagine that an above ground sort of plasticky pool set up in somebody's yard with a piece of plywood along one side and the quote unquote bartender standing outside the pool, whilst the residents trundle their way across that terrible above ground pool over to the plywood deck for their um, beverages. And what did you call them, Sarah? Healthy lunches? Well, you know, I'm sorry, I can't, I, can't, I can't hear you over all the prejudice in your voice because, you know, the thing about a swim up bar is that you could have one in an above ground pool because they're the great equalizer. I was about to say, now we're talking above ground pool. That's, that's my people. <laughs> so, that's right. <laughs> that's what I can relate to. So. Put this in a pool that's in danger of falling over. That's right. yeah. And then add people who are in danger of falling over. It's a perfect combination. Well, John, uh, you know, I, I really brought it here and I want to give you the opportunity to give us an overview of your topic, because when the random topic generator assigned you this topic, I thought that is that is the stuff of legend, quite literally. So let's let's hear what you've got. If you're ready, I am ready. Are you ready to hit the timer for me? I'm ready. Go ahead. Let's get this out of the way right off the top. And that's that mastodons are extinct. They no longer exist. Just to declare that at the outset, we know they're all dead. Granted, a mastodon is basically like an elephant. They were all over the world. There's a lot of them in North America. It's one of the more integral parts of our early American colonial history, people finding remnants of mastodons. They were here until about 10,000 years ago. And there's some debate 
about what happened to them, what got them all dead. Eloquent. It's usually some combination of climate change, early human hunting pressure. There might have been a tuberculosis pandemic and or maybe boredom. Mastodon bones were found originally in places like New York and Kentucky in the early 1700s. And when they were found, this giant tooth from a mastodon, people first thought that it was from a giant, like a giant person that used to live here because it was this molar. Anyway, turned out that wasn't the case, that it was actually a mastodon. And there were about five different species of those throughout America. They lived in family groups, just sort of like elephants do now. And they're what's called browsers. So they eat from trees and shrubs and plants they can reach with their trunk. As I said, it's very similar to a modern elephant. It's got slightly smaller ears. The mammoth's tusks actually extend up and kind of outward away from the body, which is also different than an elephant, but pretty cool looking. They are not mammoths, often confused with mammoths. So a mammoth is like the thing in Ice Age, played by Ray Romano. It's not one of those. Mammoth has a bunch of hair all over it. They're also larger than mastodons. And while not in Ice Age, mastodons were featured in the original 1940 movie called One Million B.C., I'm not sure that the timeline's correct, but that's the title of that movie. <laughs> According to IMDb, 1 million BC was, quote, a tale of prehistoric survival and love between a male and female belonging to opposing tribes that happened to be at slightly different stages of evolution. Oh. Mm -hmm. So in that movie, the protagonist, a guy named Tumak, he climbed a tree to escape a mastodon. The mastodon then proceeded to knock the whole tree into a river and Tumak floated away. So a key appearance in the movie 1 million BC. There's also a pretty successful metal band out of Atlanta called Mastodon that has song titles such as Crusher Destroyer, March of the Fire Ants, Blood and Thunder, and the ever popular Cut You Up with a Linoleum Knife. So Mastodon also the namesake of that classy outfit. And with that, I'm ready to get on with the rest of the show. Would you say your time's extinct? I would not say that. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently you would say I that. would. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was really interesting. Uh, Linux, just what are your initial takeaways on the Mastodon, either the band or the animal? Oh, man. Um, whew. I would say there was a real fun contrast uh, right off the top with the, uh, the two topics. I mean, I appreciate the gravitas uh, with which we, we treated this, uh, this no longer with us creature. I also was picturing Snuffleupagus from Sesame Street. Is that not, is that a mammoth? That's, that's a Muppet, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Got it, Muppet. Is that different? I think it's different? maybe a special class of Muppet. There's like a special class of Muppet where it was people in a suit instead of people holding a, a puppet-like thing. And Snuffleupagus is in that category of the, it's maybe even it's two people in a suit. I don't know, but it was, yeah. I just think it would help your case if Snuffleupagus was a mastodon. <laughs> oh, me. believe me. I think, I think, I think Snuffleupagus is closer to a mammoth just because of all okay. the hair, I'm guessing. But I don't, you know, it's science. All right. I mean, I'm not like keeping a pro-con list or anything, so no, no worries. <laughs> well, you, you should. <laughs> oh, right, right, because I'm judging. I forgot. It's kind, of, it's kind of the job, really. Oh, right, right, right. What are, what got are it, got it. <laughs> Good thing I don't have, 
good thing I don't have to compare these things. <laughs> well, with that, we're going to swear you in to make okay. all this official. So everything up till now has been uh, kind of off the record just to set the stage. But now it gets serious. Now we're ready to have you swear in your oath as judge. Are you ready? Yeah. Should I like swear in on something? Do I need like some sacred text? Yeah. Grab one. What you got? Let's see. I've got this hand lotion to keep Perfect. my dry winter hands <laughs> nice and moisturized. It will be the salve on our yes. comparison wounds today. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. I'm ready. In that case, get ready to swear on that hand lotion. Okay. Repeat after me. I, Lennox. I, Lennox. Swear to judge today's topics fairly. Swear to judge today's topics fairly. I swear to hold myself to the highest of standards of judgeship. I swear to hold myself to the highest of standards of judgeship. In the fine tradition of Judges Wapner, Dredd, and Judy. In the fine tradition of Judges Wapner, Dredd, and Judy. Wow. I know all three of those <laughs> judges. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Okay, well, now that you've been sworn in, we're going to step aside for just a second to hear a word from our sponsors. This episode was brought to you by beautiful Sanderson microphones, the same microphones we use here on the show. Sanderson mics are proudly built with appearance and presentation in mind. They're designed for the discerning podcaster like me, public address announcers, stage performers, or anyone else who cares about a great-looking mic and can live with mediocre sound. Gorgeous Sanderson microphones, when looks matter. And by Bread. Bread reminds you that it's the old friend that has been with you since the beginning. Delicious, fluffy, and fantastic on its own, or enjoy it with a dab of butter or jelly. It is also the time-tested vehicle for meat. Don't turn your back on Bread. It's there, and it knows what people are saying about it. Bread. Buy more of it. Okay, we're back. Lennox, we're ready for event one, which is called Desert Island. Desert Island is an event where Sarah and I have to describe why we'd want our topic, our thing, with us if we were stranded on a desert island. And the the description of the island is essentially the Tom Hanks Island from Castaway, mm -hmm. just to give us a visual. Mm -hmm. Each of us is going to explain why we'd want to bring our thing to that island. And we've got about two minutes to do so. Sarah, would you like to do the honors and go first? Sure, I'll kick us off. Are we ready? Whenever you're ready. All right, I think it's pretty obvious why you'd want to bring a swim at bar to a desert island, but I'll present you my argument in three pieces. Number one, if you are stranded on a desert island and it's just you, you are often looking for things to do, things to while away the hours. Uh, much like the pandemic this year, we learned that it's very important to be able to entertain yourself. And this is a great way to do it. You could easily put on some sort of a play by yourself. You could be the customer and the bartender, go back and forth. I think that's very appealing. You get the opportunity to meet a lot of different people uh, and you get to keep up your theater skills because eventually when you are rescued, this is going to become some sort of a multi-million dollar situation where you've got movies, you've got TV shows, you've got plays and you will have that acting experience already. And I think that's really, that's, that's key. I think it's very important. 
Number two, you might want to bring a swim bar with you because I don't see any rules anywhere that a swim up bar doesn't come with a bartender automatically. So you might be bringing somebody who can make you delicious cocktails while you're sitting in the sun and kind of making a mini vacation. That person could turn into your best friend, could turn into your lover, could be the greatest situation you've ever Ooh. experienced. So I think it's just turning that negative into a positive. I'll say. And then finally, what now? Nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> finally, and I think this goes without saying, swim-up bars are very rarely populated by just one person. So I believe that your chance of rescue from a desert island is probably quadrupled by putting in a swim-up bar because eventually other castaways will be swimming up to it and you won't be alone for long. So it's just, it brings people together and I think the ocean would send people your way. Uh, so you, you just, uh, you'd have that. And I think that's important because community is the backbone of our society. And that's what a swim-up bar is all about. Wow. It was it so good, right? I know. I mean, it's right at the two minute time limit. So it's got that going for it. Lennox, what did you think of that bizarre rule bending description of what, of why you'd have a swim up bar in a desert Island? I mean, I, I really appreciated, you know, playing fast and loose with the, uh, the whole concept. <laughs> I'm here for it. You know, it's, we're not talking about just, uh, raw materials. We're talking about human beings. We're talking about the cast of Lost, potentially, just coming along with us for this ride. And hey, if I was on a desert island, I would be wanting other people to be there with me. So I'm going to give some creativity points right on, right off the top. Creativity? <laughs> Your Honor, I really appreciate that. I, I appreciate you being able to see beyond the physical aspects of the bar and really into its heart and soul. And that's that's what it's all about. And I, I appreciate that about you. Mm -hmm. Creativity. <laughs> and, and John, I'm sorry, but I don't believe there are any rules about any of this. <laughs> <laughs> well... Point taken. But if I knew that along with your topic, you could bring the cast of Lost with you. Well, you can bring the people from the movie you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you could bring any people whatsoever. If that's how you want to play, Sarah, I get it. That's how you want to do it. That's fine. Well, I'd like to hear how you want to play it because I'd like to know what makes Mastodon so great on a desert island. Are you, uh, are you ready to, to get in the game here? A hundred percent ready. All right. Let me set the timer. You've got a cool two minutes, my friend, whenever you're ready. Well, it's the Tom Hanks Desert Island. So I think I want a Mastodon with me for a couple of key reasons, mainly for company. As we know, Hanks's character got so lonely on the island that he made friends with a volleyball, the infamous Wilson. Now, for me, I'd have an actual living creature to hang out with. Mastodons, as I said in the uh, overview, are browsers. So there's plenty of trees and bushes on that island. He's got what he needs to eat. Wilson the Mastodon will be well-fed. Don't have to worry about that. I could ride him around the island instead of having to expose my feet, cutting him up or having to use that dead guy's shoes, just riding Wilson. Once I'm pretty tight with Wilson the Mastodon, I could also train him to do things like open the FedEx boxes with me, start the fire, maybe card games. And then finally in a pinch, if things are really going rough, I could, I could eat Mastodon Wilson. I mean, there's probably enough meat on him for weeks, if not months, worst case, worst case. So 
how long would you consider the worst case? It's like a weekend. You're going to eat him. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get hungry in the afternoon. <laughs> Brunch wasn't quite as filling as you'd hoped for. And yeah, you might start to to look at Wilson in a different light. But no, he's in case of emergency, break glass and eat that mastodon. That's kind of where we're at. But I rest my case. Wow. With 30 seconds to spare. Uh, your honor, what did you, uh, what was your take on, on that? The, the eating of your friends. Mm. Yeah. The fact that we gave the Mastodon the name Wilson and then very quickly devoured Wilson thereafter that, that caused a little bit of cognitive dissonance for me. I felt some, some <laughs> conflict, uh, on that, but I do appreciate, you know, the attention to the grim realities of being on a, on a desert you. island. Thank so. you. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's exactly That's true. right. I'm not talking about hanging out with Kate and Jack and Sawyer, my pretend <laughs> friends at the right. ridiculous swim up bar on an island. Yeah. It sounds awful. It's not a Jimmy Buffett concert. Like, yeah, right. you, you, you really, you really drove that home. <laughs> yeah. And I think I did make clear that I have a long relationship with Wilson, the Mastodon. It was only in the event of an emergency. Would I eat him? I'm not turning on him right away. Right. We're being friends. We're hanging out. He's probably lifting me up the cliffs or something. You're lulling him into a false sense of security. Right. So you built, you built a lot of intimacy and then, yeah. In a, manner, in a manner of speaking, sure. Yeah. But yeah, and I, you know, I'm probably making it off the island eventually. And it's his choice. He wants to stay and chill out. That's fine. He's the Mastodon on the island. It's Mastodon Island. Mm -hmm. If he wants to come back to the rest of North America with me to reclaim his territory, that's cool too. Yeah, I'm all about Wilson the Mastodon. I'm, uh, so there's a, a lot of possible scenarios that yeah. don't end in you eating Correct. Wilson the Mastodon. And that's I, good. Well, I just way more realistic than that earlier thing that Sarah said. Well, you know, I think, I think you've given the hard sell. I think it's time to find out from our judge if who wins, who loses, or if this is a draw. Oh, oh man. <laughs> wow. Um, I forgot I had to make a choice here. Uh, right. Well, <laughs> tonal, tonally, these could not be further away from each other. You know, in an upset, I'm going to go with the Mastodon because... <laughs> Not once did you mention alcohol at this bar, Sarah. Which no. I thought I it was am, implied. If I am on a desert island, the only reason that I need a swim up bar is so I can be wasted the whole time to deal with my situation. So. Very, very fair, Your Honor. And I will be uh, I'll be working on that for the rest yeah. of the mini games. <laughs> I will noted. I will say it was on a technicality though. <laughs> so. Well, congratulations, John. Uh, that was that was hard fought and I got to tell you, I am surprised that even with the cannibalism of your friend, you bested me in this one. <laughs> Again, if I had a nickel. <laughs> well, it's time for event number two. It's called, hey, that's my friend. The way this event works is each of us has to describe our topic in terms of someone that we'd like to be friends with. So not in their practical application, but in the qualities, the... Um, things about another person that would make you want to hang out with them. Mm -hmm. Sound good, Lennox? Absolutely. I am very excited to see where this takes us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, hold on. Here we go. <laughs> Sarah, take it away for Hey, That's My Friend Swim Up Bars Edition. 
Excellent. Well, at first, I'd like to say that this is not going to end with me eating my friend at, at, at any point. So I just I feel like that's you just got to let that go. I mean, what's done <laughs> is done. I, I took event number one. You gotta I, just, move I just on. like to feel safe and I like my friends to know that they're safe. OK. <laughs> OK, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so if a swim up bar were personified, a swim up bar would be an amalgamation of all the most wonderful things that you love about vacation and none of the bad parts. So what I mean by that is a swim up bar as a person would be good with people. They'd be easy to talk to, be a great conversationalist. They'd be comfortable around strangers and treat them as friends, which I think is important, that kind of that respect and that give and take. And when you are at an event with someone, especially if they, you know, you're bringing them to a work event or something, it's great to know that they are okay out there on their own. They can socialize. They're going to be a good time. Um, a swim up bar as a person would also be solid and dependable. Like the concrete it is made out of, it's not going anywhere. It's going to be your wingman, your wing woman, your wing swim up bar. They're there to comfort you when you are feeling low. You know, speaking of the alcohol, uh, if you're having a bad day, swim up bar's got your back. If you're having a good day, swim up bar has got your back. They are there for your bachelorette parties and your divorce parties. They are there for every moment of your life in between. They'd be fun and encouraging, relaxed, which I think is very important. You know, it's, it's hard to unwind in these trying times. So I feel like the swim up bar would be a relaxed type of person who would help you also unwind from your day. And finally, you know, I think a swim up bar as a person would be fit. And I mean that mind, body, and spirit, they would be able to keep up with things, but there wouldn't be any pressure to be any certain type of way. I feel like the swim up bar takes you as you are, but also encourages you to be the best version of yourself. And honestly, what better friend could you ask for than that? I, I don't know, a friend that doesn't have to come with a liability policy, maybe? Kind of <laughs> well, at least it's not extinct. <laughs> You've got a good solid go-to there every time. <laughs> true every time. <laughs> it, it's true. We all we can all agree that mastodons are, are super dead. You tried to cut that one off early on, but <laughs> no, yes, yeah. The swim up bar is going to be like when when we're eventually all in Atlantis. People are like, "What was this?" <laughs> you know, it'll still be there. <laughs> Well, John, I'm very curious to hear what uh, what you've got as far as a mastodon being your friend, because I'm having trouble imagining that. Can you take me on that journey? Oh, let me uh, let me paint a picture for you, Sarah. Here's some qualities that I value in a good friend that happen to be held by a mastodon. They're family oriented. They've got a herd structure geared around raising their kids, taking care of the family and running off the troublemakers. So that's pretty compatible with my values. They like to travel. That's clear. They're all over North America, or they used to be all over North America. They really got around. They like to hang in the places that I'd like to hang. Natural parks, woodlands, forests. So they'd be an excellent road trip partner. And I love me a road trip. They browse, not graze. So they seem to exhibit some discipline and choosiness. And I like someone Some judgmental behaviors. Sure, sure. I like someone who has standards, Sarah. <laughs> and I think my friend, the Mastodon would challenge me to be a better person and thoughtful in my life choices. Last but not least, I think a Mastodon as a friend would be super cool to cruise about town with. They exude a confidence in their nonverbal communication. All the pictures I've seen of them, they've got great posture awesome eye contact. They're moving with a purpose. 
And again, unlike a garden variety elephant, the tusks curve up and out away from the body. So they're always in the stance of like, hey, what's up? I'm awesome. Super cool to hang out with a person like that. That's why Mastodon is my friend. Hey, let me ask you, though. I mean, that friend is not going to be considered super adventurous, right? They were only found in North America. So, I mean, is that is that limiting to your friendship at all? You're not going on trips with this friend. They're found all over the world, Sarah. I think you missed that part earlier. They're all over North America for sure, but they were also sprinkled around the globe. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Just destroying the environment wherever they go, eating all the plants. Oh, whoa, whoa. You're going to say one of nature's creatures that is a vegetarian is destroying the world? I mean, you just said it. <laughs> wow, I don't even know. I can't, I, I have nothing for that. I'm just, I'm stunned. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I'll, I'll, let's let the judge weigh in on uh, what to think of all that. Your Honor, what are your thoughts on, hey, hey, that's my friend? Yeah, let's let rational thought prevail here. Let's. <laughs> Please, Lennox, after yeah. you. You know, um, I love this a category of comparison. I love personifying things that are not people. I'm all for it. And when I think about the qualities that I need in a friend, you know, it's someone who's going to be there for you. Uh, I think that's the main thing. So on the drawbacks for the swim up bar, I have to say, Sarah, I was a little worried that there would be a little bit of a good time Charlie vibe with the swim up bar. You know, like, would I be mm-hmm. able to count on this person? this swim up bar person, uh, when I needed them. Right. Sure. And you really brought that one home with divorce parties. So (laughs) (laughs) you totally, uh, you know, assuaged my concern completely there. So there's an edge there with the Mastodon. I got to say, I was pretty convinced that the Mastodon would also be there for me in times of need, you know, comforting presence, hanging out in national parks. I liked that. And then I remembered that they are extinct. So I got to give this one to Sarah. Mm. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Beautiful. John, how does it feel? How does it feel? (laughs) (laughs) How does it feel to lose uh, to your very shaky description of a friend that's... uh, Shaky? uh, Yeah, it was was terrible, Sarah. it's not even in the same ballpark. I think Lennox is just being nice and keeping this one close. We all know what's going on. And um, that's fine. Again, as I said earlier, you play it the way you want to play it. I choose to see the truth. I choose to live my life truthfully. Mm. And I'm, I'm very proud of my performance here today. Mm. Mm-hmm. In, in spite of your your performance. <laughs> Well, to bring it back around to the beginning, it's a good thing I don't give a shit when anybody thinks. <laughs> All right. This last event is, um, if the first two weren't dumb enough for you, the third one is probably going to take the cake. It's called Hook Up the Trailer. And this is where each of us had to compose a movie trailer style description or teaser for our topic. We got to get you excited about the topic through the magic of cinema, except it's on a podcast. So we just got to say it and talk about it. Sound good, Lennox? <laughs> I I want to see how y'all pull it off. So yes, that sounds great. <laughs> sounds great. Excellent. We'll get out the, uh, the over-buttered popcorn and sit down in the sticky movie theater seat 
and get ready for Sarah to blow you away. <laughs> All right, I, I I really want to. That's almost a trailer for your trailer. Yeah, right. <laughs> what's what's happening? <laughs> I can't. So I can't, I can't beat your hype, man. I'm losing in this thing. <laughs> Here, my jazz, just go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lennox, I really want to take you on a journey. So I'm going to be doing a classic movie trailer voice. I'm going to be doing my my best impression here, and I'm going to be walking through a few of the the scenes to give you some of the visuals as well. But you're a smart person, not worried about you following along. I just want you to go on a journey with me. I think we're all going to really enjoy this. And I think we're going to be better people for hearing it. So here we go. <clears throat> John, can you put some really dramatic music under this? Oh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In a world where pools were just for swimming and you see a bunch of people, you know, enjoying themselves. And it's fun. Where drinks are far away. You see someone looking off and oh, they can't, they can't bring the drink, it's too far. Oh. And it's really cold outside the pool. And then, you know, people don't wanna get out of the pool, they're in the pool already. One person dared to dream of a better way. And we cut to a montage of swim up bars being built, but it's like old timey where, you know, we're going back and we're, we're cutting to those being built and we're seeing infrastructure and things going up and there's an old timey voice that says, don't you understand? This is gonna change vacationers' lives. It's very high stakes, you know, and we cut back, we cut to the all-star cast. Idris Elba, Timothy Chalamet, Lizzo, and Myla Kunis star in Swim Up to Destiny, coming summer 2021. Who's thirsty? <laughs> that's all over the posters. I think that's really important, the who's thirsty is all over the posters and the marketing materials for this. Uh, I think it's going to be a summer hit. I think it's going to be bigger than Jaws. Your honor. <laughs> well done, by the way. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I would definitely watch that when it came on to Hulu in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> Caught that shade. <laughs> no, I would. So for the movie posters, can you tell me the cast again? <laughs> yeah, it's an all-star cast. Um, and I think I think this is really important. Uh, so we're, 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 getting, we're bringing some fresh blood to this, uh, which is always good for a summer flick. So we've got Idris Elba, classic. Mm -hmm. No introduction. We've got Timothy Chalamet. Is everyone familiar with him? Kind of yeah, an up and like coming actor. British waif, right? He is. Yes, he was in Little Women. Um, he's. I think he's in the upcoming Dune. Uh, that kind of thing. We've got Lizzo, the singer Lizzo. Uh, which I just icon. Yeah, and and honestly, like she's amazing in a bathing suit. So this is going to be a perfect situation for her. We're going to get some epic fashion. And in all suits. Yeah. In all suits. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, and I threw Mila Kunis in there because I haven't seen her in a while, and she was great in Black Swan. And I think this is going to have that kind of intensity. And forgetting Sarah Marshall, so. Really good in forgetting Sarah Marshall, which <laughs> yeah. probably had a swim up bar. So it she's got, the, she's got the, you know, she knows how to do it. <laughs> she's, got the, she's got the experience, her CV. <laughs> yes, and we need that kind of, we need that kind of talent. We need people who've been Oscars adjacent to be in mm -hmm. this movie. And, and that's what I think we have, you know, with, with diversity top of mind, because that's important to the swim up, uh, swim up bar community, you know? Yeah, absolutely. The swim right. up bar community. <laughs> Which is all of us. <laughs> all of us. That, that hurt my throat. Like, I, I, mean, I can feel it. Get some, get some honey tea on In that. In a world. <laughs> yeah. That was great. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That's a tough act to follow. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear what, what uh, John's got, got in the trailer, as it were. I don't think I can do a voice like you did, Sarah. I'm going to do my best to be myself, but describe the upcoming film that really I think is going to touch everyone's heart and soul. Think of it as a 
friendly, buddy comedy, yet one with a heart. Here we go. She thought she had everything. I'm picturing Reese Witherspoon here. A great job, a great family, the nice car. So there's Reese like in a little convertible. And her sights set on the future. There's Reese looking out the window of like a big glass office building in the city. And she's smiling. She gazes out. (laughs) When the opportunity of a lifetime comes along. Now there's Reese on the phone. And she's saying, well, if that closes the deal, of course I'll drive our number one client to Albuquerque. She discovers that she has a lot to learn about living. Now we cut to a shot of Reese driving out through the West. Convertible top down, Mastodon in the passenger seat. No comparison pictures and Extinct Fauna Productions presents the tear jerking yet feel good hit Chasing a Dream with Don. The story of one person's journey to true friendship with a big dead elephant. And over this part, there's a montage of Reese and Don and they're skipping stones across a lake. They're laughing at a sports bar. They're changing a flat tire and then high-fiving each other. That kind of thing. There's probably an emotional Coldplay song happening. And, of course, we need some really top-flight CG for Don, you know. But they've got that licked. It's going to look great. (laughs) That's it. That's the trailer. How is he high-fiving with his hoof? Is it a hoof? I think it's a paw. Like a paw? I think it's a paw. (laughs) I I think Don's high-fiving... Yeah, with his, with his paw. His paw. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good question. I've got one. You said dead elephant in the trailer, so is this like a weekend at Bernie's situation or? It's a trailer. I'm not giving it away. <laughs> He's dead the whole time. <laughs> that's the perfect example of what a trailer's for. Now you're fired up. I got to see how's this happening, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the idea. Got to get you. Got to get you to see the movie. Yeah, I I did have questions. That's right. True. Right. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to lay out the entire story yeah. for you like they do now in trailers. You got to go and see what's up. Right. Mhm. Right. I'm pretty sure Reese Witherspoon would do it. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure she'd do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you cut that check. Yeah. I yeah. think so. <laughs> She'll, they'll have a book about it. It'll be part of the book yeah. club. <laughs> <laughs> it's cross promotional. <laughs> Okay, so that wrapped up event three, something for you to think about and hook up the trailer. So you're going to need to really consider long and hard, ultimately, who's going to be the winner of today's contest. And to give you a moment to do that, we're going to hear from another one of our sponsors, and then we'll be right back. Tired of socks that tell everyone you're too soft? Chunky's socks are made with sustainable, organic, reclaimed construction debris. Every pair of Chunky's socks pummel your feet and toughen your spirit, while helping you to help the planet. And check out Chunky's new Earth Feeler series of ankles-only socks that give your feet the ultimate sense of freedom and adventure while wrapping just your ankles in Chunky's patented blend of materials. So tell all those millennial marshmallows to step aside. You're walking tall in the world's most brutal socks. Chunkies, real discomfort for real hard-ass Americans. Find Chunkies in Home Depot, Dan Mitchell's, or Whole Foods. Let 
Onyx, if you have any ideas for commercials, you know, send them our way too. <laughs> I was just going to ask where I could get those for my dad because he needs those for Christmas. <laughs> I just, it was in the copy. They told you where to get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't get to choose our sponsors. <laughs> I understand what's happening. My bad, my bad, yeah. If you think of a commercial, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta pay the bills around here. That's right. These $19 headsets don't pay for themselves, you know. <laughs> Internet ain't free. <laughs> well, time to hear your judgment, Lennox. Where do you land on the ages-old Mastodon V swim-up bars comparison? And keep in mind, this is for all the marbles here. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I got to tell you, you know, it was uh, it was all fun and games and till now. And I just feel like I'm really feeling the weight of this decision. You know, I'm sort of reflecting on the power that I have as a judge. I really like it. I want to drag it out as long as possible. So um, I got to say that when I think about which movie I want to watch, I want to watch the Swim Up Bar movie. Oh. <laughs> yes. I don't even know what the I don't even know what the name of the Swim Up Bar movie is, but I'm just Swim picturing Swim Up to Destiny. <laughs> right, thank you, thank you. I'm just picturing the movie posters, and it's just like Idris Elba, and it just says "Who's Thirsty," yes. and like Lizzo, "Who's Thirsty," and I gotta say, that's the one. I'm gonna click. I'll, I'll I would also watch the Reese Witherspoon Macedon movie because I have absolutely no taste, but. I would watch this woman at bar one first. And that's, that's really all that we needed to know. <laughs> well, it's hard to argue with Idris Elba and Lizzo on a movie poster. I mean, I'm saying, would you, try? Just, you know, if it was movie poster competition, I guess that would <laughs> win. Oh, it's hard to lose over and over. And I know, I know it makes you tired. <laughs> it was well thought though. I gotta say it was pretty close at the, at the end there. Um, because I really, I really could get behind the weekend at Bernie's idea with the Mastodon. <laughs> I really mm-hmm. think you have something. Thanks. Yeah, that wasn't exactly what I was thinking, but no? okay. maybe I need to take it in a different direction. <laughs> just workshop it a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's what we're doing here. We're just workshopping it. Big dead elephant co-starring in a movie. So. <laughs> really, really big sunglasses. And a hat, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Sombrero. <laughs> the, the, the wardrobe for the Snuffleupagus applied to the dead mastodon would be perfect. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just also uh, thought it was implied that whichever one I choose as the winner, I get that thing. So I just <sighs> need to know when you're going to be installing the swim up bar in my apartment here in Baltimore. Excellent. If you'll just send me the bathtub measurements, we'll get okay. right on that. <laughs> Piece of plywood. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> Lennox, you've been a ball. Thanks so much for doing this with us and so fun. engaging in this silly, silly exercise. <laughs> Here for we it. Appreciate it. We'd love to have you do it again sometime. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, in spite of my loss, I still consider you a friend <laughs> and I'm good with it. I'm good with whatever you decided. Who cares? It's fine. I can tell you're good with it. I heard you had a breakthrough earlier this week. (laughs) Not holding anything against anyone. (laughs) It's it's the new me. It's the new me. Oh, man. (laughs) That's a relief. (laughs) All right. Well, Lennox, thanks again. Sarah, as always, sometimes a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Better luck next time, my friend. We'll catch you guys next time. 
on another episode of No Comparison. Thanks for listening to No Comparison. Stay tuned for outtakes from today's episode. No Comparison is produced by John Taylor and Sarah Baggett, and our music is by Kevin McLeod. You can reach us at nocomparisonpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook. So we're going to insert that clip here. Play that clip. (laughs) Sarah's griping about her topic because she's a weenie. And that's that. John's not sure which one he got first. (laughs) We had to explain it to him. I cut that part out. I did cut that part out. You did. I noticed that. That was very artful. (laughs) In the interest of brevity, I cut it out. So. Okay. Let's get things started, though, with an overview of each of our topics. Just to get you uh, a little... This is man. I'm feeling weird. I gotta. I gotta get my. I don't think I stretched before this. Maybe John's that's drunk what's again. You'll have to ignore him. <laughs> is this where we do a little yoga together? Just get yeah, everybody on. just in. Everybody out. stretch your legs. Okay out. with it. I can hear your neck. Oh yeah, my neck. My neck is just full of little tiny pebbles. That's like oh. all it does all day. I just do this, and it just like makes a horrifying crunchy noise. Yeah, sorry. Should have muted for that. <laughs> Good job, Lennox. Doing great. Yay. Oh, I like that you got a little dance going. Yeah, I knew we were like we had some tunes. <laughs> I was imagining imagining them. <laughs> who who is Judge Wap Wapner? What? Who's Judge Wapner? <laughs> I don't. I don't just I don't, exploded. <laughs> I can't. I can't even. Do I do I need to recuse myself? He now? just can't even. <laughs> that voids the entire swearing-in ceremony. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> the, original, the original People's Court was Judge Wapner. Oh. Yeah. And yeah, the dun dun dun. I think they had to still have the same music, but it was mm-hmm. Judge Wapner, and he would hear the plaintiff and the defendant, and he would throw down with his his judgment. But he was the original, like way before Judge Judy mm. Mathis, before all those people, there was Wapner. Do you think it would be funnier? We thought about having Judge Reinhold as one of the uh one of the names. <laughs> Don't turn your back on bread. It's there, and it knows what people are saying about it. Bread. Buy more of it. I like how sinister the bread commercial gets. It's getting more and more like terrifying each week. <laughs> well, bread. It's no right bread. behind you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is terrifying. As it stands. <laughs>